Voice of Sequels, where we talk about the direct-to-video sequels of childhood classics, horror franchise installations, and those action films where they recast the lead actor to someone gentler on the budget. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, Managing Editor at Talk Film Society. I'm Shaq Lambert, contributor over at oneofus.net. And I'm Ala's replacement because <laughs> I have no voice and I sound like a different person. <laughs> also contributor at Talk Film Society. <laughs> okay, so I should uh, start by saying that um, I lost my voice this weekend because I did karaoke for like four hours straight for my best friend's birthday. And so this is my stand-in voice. And I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> you sound like Alexandra. Uh, yeah, I do sound like Alexandra. <laughs> I do sound like Alexandra today. For this episode, we watch The Man with the Iron Fist 2, the direct-to-video sequel to 2012's The Man with the Iron Fist. Shaq, tell us about this movie. Alrighty, so the film follows Thaddeus. Actually, it barely follows Thaddeus, played by the Rizza, who's a blacksmith who, in the first movie, he got his forearms cut off. Because he was trying to escape the village. He's like, I don't want to be a blacksmith anymore. But he had to save his village. So he made, with the help of his friends, the ultimate weapon, which is the pair of iron fists that he has. Then once he was done with the events of the first movie, he was like, I'm going to go back to the temple where I was raised and just kind of clear my soul and just kind of give up the world of fighting and all that stuff. So Thaddeus, he ends up in this village named Saifu, where a, a village that's been taken over by this dictator named Master Ho, and he needs to help this leader of all the miners named Lee Kung kind of stop this tyrannical rule and save and protect his family. Cool. Yeah. I failed to watch the first movie before this. Yeah, same. And we had so much time. I had two weeks. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Allie, at least she was gone for a week. So I have had, no excuse. I didn't She had watch time it. to like, she had an excuse. Yeah, so Allie went on a cruise. I did go on a, I've had a long month, okay, everybody? Like, she's going on a cruise. She's out drinking. Karaoke. I finished my summer semester. I got a new MacBook, you guys. So that's kind of like an update. Um, If you do follow my alt account, thank you so much for contributing in some way. <laughs> um, I did get a new MacBook, so now this is going to be a lot easier for us because a lot of the times that we couldn't record was because I had a shitty technical difficulties. So thank you. But anyway, yes, I did go on a cruise. I did watch this. I did hate it. And <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get into that. I think a major part of this is this is the same director as uh, Scorpion King 3, which is a movie that Ali loves, right? Oh, Allie? yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I can't believe you don't like this movie. It's the same director. It's your best friend. Well, it looks great. I think the movie looks great. I just... <laughs> it does not look no, great. You liar. I think it looks great. I think it looks better than a lot of what we've seen. I hated it. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just because like well the thing is I love Rizzo, so it's like I was really hoping that I would like it and my expectations were like up here. Yeah. And it didn't meet those. Here's the thing, at least with the first one, because I, I ended up rewatching because I hadn't seen it since opening weekend of the first one, and I remember loving it the first time. And then rewatching the first movie, the action scenes are still really, really cool, and there's still like a really cool sense of style. And the cast is so weirdly stacked for it. Like Russell Crowe's in it, Lucy mm-hmm. Lou's in it. But in this one it's just yeah, it's just Riz again. And I need to remember that Riza can't act. He is <laughs> not good. No, he cannot No, 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 he really isn't. And like one thing that I really like is, like, well, I mean, I love Wu-Tang because they do have, like, a lot of, like, Asian influence in their kind of aesthetic and, like, their music and stuff. And I think that's really cool. Like, it feels like solidarity here. But this was just too much. Mm-hmm. 
This was just like, I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, is this a weird form of appropriation? It, with the first movie, Riza actually like, he did a bunch of shit where he like, he didn't just star in it, he wrote it and directed it. Right. And he just screen wrote this and like acted in it. So it's, it was weird. Yeah. And at least with the first one, there's a way more of that 70s style influence, right. even to like the opening credits right. and everything. But here, because they have Roel René, or however you say his name. Um, Damn, that accent. Oh, that's right, you're Canadian. French. <laughs> he can do the French stuff, man. We, we forgot. Yeah, Roel René. But anyway, uh, at least what I've seen with, like, what we've seen with this dude is at least the recurring pattern is that he'll take, like, a series that does have quite a bit of personality, even with the Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. Wasn't great, but at least the original had, like, the personality and charm of the rock kind of guiding it through. And with the mind with the Iron Fist, there was the same thing with the RZA and just like the 70s style. But he, what he'll do is like he'll take that story and just remove all the personality from it. So where it just looks generic as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it does look generic, but I think like the camera work and stuff was fine. Uh, overall, it was just, it wasn't great. Like the the fighting was really bad. I didn't think it was very well choreographed. Really? I thought the opposite. I was like, well, at least the fighting is kind of fun. Okay, I, we haven't watched Scorpion King 3 in a while, but I was watching this and thinking, oh my God, Scorpion King 3 was better than this. <laughs> yeah, I do agree with that. I do highly agree with that, but I'm biased. I'm also biased because I hated it. <laughs> but I feel biased because I want I like Riza. Like I like him a lot and I just want stuff like this to exist. Just like a you know, a rapper just making a kung fu movie is fucking awesome to me. <laughs> I want it to exist, but at the same time I'm not gonna pretend this is good. It's it's really not. It's pretty bad. Uh, the best acting comes from uh the the guy playing uh Kong. He was very good. Yes, he was very good. I agree. He was. I didn't like him all that much. I like. I don't like him as a character. I thought he was kind of boring, but I thought he was at least acting. No, even the acting, I was really? like, this is. It's not awful. Like it's very standard for like these kinds of like these kinds of kung fu movies. He's not interesting. When he was crying over his dead brother's body, I felt that. <laughs> Shaq, I felt that. <laughs> okay, the only time aside I felt from anything that, during this movie, I was like, this man really put in. Some actual effort into acting this really bad movie. But honestly, like, I know you said about the action scenes, but, like, I think this is probably the best stuff we've seen, at least on this show. Granted, that's an extremely low bar. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In terms of, like, fight scenes? Yeah, in terms of fight scenes. Oh, honey, I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't agree with that, Shaq. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. You know what's worse? Smoking Aces was worse. <laughs> no, Smoking Aces was good as fuck. We won't talk about that. I think it just had better camera work. I know we all didn't like Universal Soldier, but that had better choreography than this. Yeah, agreed. I agree with that, but... I'm just saying, if you're going to make like a direct-to-video action film... You need to put as much effort as possible into those fight scenes because we all know the acting and the special effects are going to be shit. Especially if it's like a kung fu movie because like... Yeah. I want to see some like wire shit and there was none of that. (laughs) There was a little bit and that stuff was not bad. Like that wasn't bad. But like when any other time... It was just really, I I wasn't entertained at all by the fight scenes. And that's the only thing I want to be entertained by. Maybe it's Riz's fault, though. He felt, he looked so tired. Every fight, he looked tired. He didn't look tough. I mean, how old is he when he fucking made this? He's he's not young anymore, dude. Four, yeah, it came out four years ago. The yeah. thing is, is at least with the with Riz's character, just in general, is that they're trying to do like a weird like Mad Max, uh, man with no name type situation where he's just like a dude who just stumbles into another situation. 
but he's not interesting enough for you to go like, man, no, he's gonna he's gonna fuck some shit up aside from like his fists. And even then, he doesn't want to use it. Yeah, this is like you know, sad man's Mad Max fairy. Right? Yeah, and he's giving like he speaks in like Buddhist prayers, but like you you still don't care. At the same time, I will say, are there any white people in this movie? No, I don't think so. Which is like. French kiss, like, not French kiss. What the fuck am I talking about? My head is always in the gutter. I'm a French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was very happy at that. And I do think I really like the daughter. I thought she was cool. She's my favorite Innocence. character. <laughs> Innocence. What kind of name? Yeah. Was <laughs> she, was, she was okay, I guess. I was just like, wow, I don't know who this girl is. Well, she was what pretty. That's why I was like, damn, I like her. I'm gonna... I'm going to give her some, you know, credit for that because the the acting was so bad, especially in the first, like, one of the first scenes where the first, like, dead girl shows up and the dad's like, oh, my daughter. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> okay. All right. You hated your daughter or something and you're just faking this because that's what I'm getting from your your performance. <laughs> Let's talk about the twist real quick at the end. Oh. <laughs> did you guys, like, did anyone expect that? I honestly didn't expect it. I, ca- I, mean, I, I forgot about that whole subplot. I just didn't care anymore about that subplot. I did considering the, a- considering the actor, because uh. uh, the, the mayor is played by, um, I'll say, uh, yeah, it's Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa, who most people know as Shang Tsung, the villain from the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> I've seen him in a lot of things. I don't know him from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the moment he showed up, I'm like, he's probably the villain in this. He's cool. I like him. I didn't. I don't know that villainous history. It's kind of like when you see Ben Kingsley in a movie, and you're just like, oh, that. Bitch. Yes. <laughs> it's the same thing with like Bill Nighy. Yeah. Like when he shows up in Detective Pikachu, the first thing you say is he's the villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect it because I don't know that background. So I'm just like, oh, he's just the mayor. He's going to go fight. And then he like rolls off. I'm like, man, what's going on? <laughs> where, where are you going? And then then the, the villain unveiled. And I was like, you know, this is cheesy enough for this kind of movie. So I liked it. But and but also like they got me. I did not expect it, so I was pretty happy about it. It was just funny. It's like, hey, you got the man with the iron fist and the man with the iron legs. What if the movie was the man with the iron legs? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, a spinoff. This is garbage. I I hate you guys. <laughs> I'll say that, like, I think the reason I didn't mind the action so much is I think during the duels themselves, those were fine. When it came to, like, that big battle in the third act, that was shit. But especially once the mayor, like, who reveals to be, like, a dude who's stealing, like, this golden thing that they call golden nectar that makes people immortal or some shit. (laughs) That fight was awful. It just cheese them up. They get, like, high chi, you know? It's It's like Avatar when, uh, you know, all his chakra stuff goes yeah. <laughs> blue. That's all it is. I did really like uh, the fight between the the brother and um, the big guy that I... The big dude who didn't, who no one really gave a shit about. Yeah, yeah. I liked that fight a lot because the guy kept, like, pointing down before he would punch somebody. And I was, like, I did some research about stance because I was very curious. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Like, he kept pointing down instead of holding his hands in a fist because, obviously, it's a different fighting style, but I thought that was really cool. It's based in, like, real martial arts. I I just like that they paid attention to, like, detail like that, which is something I wouldn't have expected. But, I mean, like I said, like, you know, I mean, that's why it's kind of important to have, like, the right people in your movie. 
instead of white people portraying a certain type of people because they would be able to give their input if they have experience in that. And also Riz is obviously like obsessed with kung fu movies and stuff, so he's seen stuff like this before. So I think that was at least worth noting. I want Rizzo to keep on making these kinds of movies though. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want him to stop because of this movie. Like I want a bunch of Wu Tang kung fu movies. That's all I want. Like, can we endorse this? <laughs> Let's get, go fund me. I don't remember what movie it was, but there's a movie where he has a fight scene with Tony Jaw. And at first I was like, that's bullshit. Like, this wouldn't even happen. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? We'll just let him have it. <laughs> let him just have this ridiculous-ass martial arts fight scenes with real martial artists. Did you see Eli Roth was a producer on this? Oh, he, he co-wrote the first movie. Oh, my God, Eli. I feel like there's this, like, really small circle in the middle of the event or actually the whole Venn diagram is just a circle between like Quentin Tarantino's and like Eli Roth's interests and Rizzo's interests <laughs> because I know Eli Roth and like Quentin Tarantino are into also like that kind of like kung fu style movie mm-hmm. so I'm not I wasn't really like super surprised when I saw that the thing is because they, they all got together because it was when Rizzo was doing like the music for Kill Bill and then after that, he was like, man, I got, I want to do one of these movies. And so that's when Eli Roth was like, listen, let me help you out with this. And that's when, that's how the whole, at least first movie came about. It's, it's a passion project. Like this whole series is a passion project for Rizzo. As a passion project. Yeah. Which I really like, I can appreciate. Not that it's great or anything, but did Quentin Tarantino have anything to do with the first one? I thought he did. He just put his name on it. Quentin Tarantino presents, but like he had no nothing to do with it otherwise. Oh, Quentin Tarantino, honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm actually not that sorry, but yeah, I don't know. I'm so fascinated by that, and that's why I like Kill Bill so much. I know this is not a Kill Bill podcast, but like her fucking outfit is yellow and black. I mean, that's probably the only reason I'm excited for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right, right. Same because of the kung fu stuff, right? Yeah, I'm only. I'm just excited to see what he does with like, especially yeah. that actor playing um, Bruce Lee is just so interesting to me. Who looks identical? That is scary as fuck to me. Yeah, do look identical. Yeah. But this is off the point. Yeah. The point is this movie is just so bland. That's the problem. It's not too long. It was like an hour 30. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was an hour 30. I mean, I honestly think it was fine. And I think it's worth watching if you're into like the whole thing we were just talking about. But it's so middle of the road. And actually, I would call it like beneath the middle of the road. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. great. <laughs> I think it's it's definitely tied for worst action film we've watched. With what? With what? No. Smoke and Aces. No, I don't think I don't I don't think it's that bad. Nah, dude, Smoke and Aces was kind of entertaining to me a little bit. Yeah, Smoke and Aces was a little entertaining no, to me. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> what? Watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again <laughs> right now. Yeah, Stop the like, podcast. You, you really sit through the whole thing with the deal with the cards and everything. Like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. He wasn't good, but like. I mean, like, I keep on thinking of, like, the bar and, like, how simple the sets were and stuff, and I liked that. Whereas this movie does, is trying a little bit too much to do a bunch of different sets, a bunch of action scenes, and they couldn't afford it, and it looks bad. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know, what kills me is that, at least with the first movie, the first movie, as even as messy as the movie is, because the plot doesn't make any fucking sense, at least it has a really, really good soundtrack. This absolutely doesn't. Yes. <laughs> No. Uh, no. Aside from playing like the Black Keys and RZA song from the first movie at the very beginning, everything <laughs> else is just super again, just generic and lifeless. That whole like opening credits 
fight sucked. Oh, yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. With, like, the, like, let's stop it. Put some color over it. Make it stylized. It's, like, it looks really like my, my like, Microsoft movie maker. <laughs> like, it's not good, <laughs> really dude. <does. laughs> Sarah is uh, actually going further in her career. She just went from Microsoft Paint artist to now she's doing Windows Movie Maker as <laughs> filmmaking. Continuity. This is all based on real life. Like this, I'm not even joking. Like I, I did a lot. <laughs> all my image editing, MS Paint. Oh my all my video editing in school, Movie Maker. <laughs> okay. Anyways, favorite characters. Um, Innocent guys. Shout. Uh, okay, we're just gonna go out of order, Alexandra. <laughs> Innocence. I'm new here. I no problem. Why did you like her so much? She was beautiful. She was cute. And also, um, I don't know. The acting was so bad. I, I just can't even lie that I thought her acting was. Bad. <laughs> it wasn't good. Okay, uh, Shaq, favorite character. I'll probably, I'll probably just go with the mayor because that fight scene at the end was so ridiculous. The way he gets defeated, I had to stop oh the movie God. and laugh my ass off for a couple minutes. The underwater, he just—it <laughs> wasn't just underwater. Like, he drags him underwater, and then Riza does like a torpedo dive into the water, and then you just see like the mayor's face, like "Oh no!" and then just random head explosion underwater. I was like, "How? <laughs> How?" I loved it. That was good. I like that part. But. Uh, but yeah, the mayor, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So how about you? Uh, what's his name? Ho? Oh, Master Ho? <laughs> <laughs> Master Ho? First of all, great yeah. name. Uh, <laughs> second of all, every time he spoke, was like he was reading a card, and I kind of liked it. <laughs> like, he's talking to the girls, he's like, I have three rules. Don't look at another man, I'll take your eyes out. Don't talk to me, I'll take your tongue out. Don't bite me. I'll rip your teeth out. Because he obviously has, like, PTSD because he said that some, like, <laughs> prostitute chewed his ball off. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, his left testicle. He said she... <laughs> when he's giving that, that whole ass list out, it was just like, yeah, I got shot at eight times. Uh, I got, dr- <laughs> I got hung twice. I was like, bro, you... Are you okay? Do you need a doctor? How did all of that happen? And he still got beat up that easy by Kung. <laughs> His fucking, like, scars looked like my project a few years ago when I was trying to do Freddy. So I did, like, liquid latex on my face for Halloween. <laughs> and I swear they could have hired me and I would have done a better job on the scars on that guy. On, on his stomach? Yeah, they were so bad. It looked, it looked like mold. Did you get an acid burn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. It looked like mold. Yeah, it was really weird. Okay. But he was still my favorite, though. I mean, like, it was if hot. anything, uh, this director lets his eccentric villains do what they have to do. Billy Zane was better. Oh, Billy Zane was so much better. Because he was, he was a lot more flamboyant with it. Yeah. I also think Man with the Iron Fist looks... I mean, I like the way it looks. <laughs> like, it looks way better than this. It looks a little bit more stylized and hip-hoppy. It's... Mm-hmm. That makes any sense at all. <laughs> Hip hoppy. It does. You get me, right? Yes. You've never seen Man with the Iron Fist, though, at all, Allie? <laughs> okay, let me just take tell you a brief story here. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, boy. When this movie came out, I went to the theaters with my then-boyfriend to go watch it. Uh-huh. And he made us so fucking late for the movie that we didn't watch it. And I was devastated because this was when my height of obsession with Wu-Tang Clan was, like, present. So I was pissed. We broke up that night. Uh. <laughs> so I did not watch 
Oh shit! <laughs> Ooh. And now I can't watch it because it's just going to remind me of how pissed I was that yeah, night. I think you you do have to watch it eventually. You have to let it go. It's the only way to resolve these feelings is to finally watch the man with iron fist. <laughs> Well, that's a beautiful story. Oh, I, I would break up with a man over a movie, for sure. Easy. Absolutely. <laughs> it may have already happened, I just forget, but <laughs> I definitely would. <laughs> okay, we've talked about our favorite characters. Let's do what we do and talk about our uh, shitty final thoughts. That's what we call it, shitty final thoughts. Shaq. Yeah, no, this movie is just bland and forgettable as hell. It's a shame that, again, Riz's talent, he's such a talented dude that it hurts me that he does shit that's just as shitty, boring as this. Because, like, even musically, he's so creative with the way he does things that, at least with here, you could see brief little ideas of just, like, man, if you had someone, a better, like, co-writer or better director, you could do something truly great. But this is just so beneath his talents. And that's a shame. But, yeah, th- don't watch this. <laughs> Allie, any other except for do not watch this? I already forgot what movie we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's not good. Watch like something else. <laughs> watch something else. Don't watch this. I mean, I like it that it's like a little bit interesting that there are like no Caucasians in this. It did feel like an escape from the real world. Love that for me. But that's pretty much it. I have two things to say. The first is go watch Shaolin Soccer instead. Mm. Way better. Oh my god, I forgot about <laughs> Way that. Way better. And um, also, a uh, quick antidote. I met Rizzo one time and I told him not to go out an exit door. What? I'm sorry you waited what? all what? this time to fucking tell us that you met Rizza. I met Rizza. I'm not going to elaborate any further, but I met him. But No, you're going to elaborate, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> He's tall. I mean, taller than me. I'm short. We're going to have a conversation <laughs> outside of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, guys. I think that's how we're going to wrap up the episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I really wanted to just drop the mic and be like, yeah, I'm at RZA, and then just walk away. <laughs> let's uh, let's do plugs, everybody. Shaq, what are you plugging? What's going on? So, ma- so many things are going on. Um, wow, okay. Just the usual. Shaq Excellence, S-H-A-K Excellence. Uh, that's my handle on all the social medias, as you guys know. You can find me over on oneofus.net, where I help co-host the Screener Squad, Breakfast Pub, and a bunch of other stuff. I've been just doing a couple, like, here and there podcasts, just, like, on the side and stuff. Just people ask me to, to do a couple things. There's one that I should be doing, I think, by the end of the month or so. I'm not sure. But, yeah, no, I got a couple little things, so just be on the lookout for that on my social medias. Okay. Allie? Yeah, same old. So it's sick underscore underscore six six. Again, that Lord of the Rings podcast is still being worked on. You can kind of get, like, the first listen if you subscribe to the Talk Film Society Patreon. Um, and also, again, thank you guys for helping me on my alternative account. I'm so happy I have this laptop and can actually be a functioning member of society now. And you can follow that if you'd like at the Blair Bitch underscore underscore. Also, I haven't finished or like I'm not done with Bloodlust. It's just been a crazy month for me, you guys, as we discussed earlier. So look out for that soon. That's also over at Talk Film Society. So Okay. And while Allie was gone, we had some stuff happen on the Twitter. A few people have recommended some stuff. I think one of the major ones, Christmas Vacation 2, Na- National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2 with Randy Quaid. <laughs> oh, I still remember, I still have that whole month of Christmas shit I want to do. I know. And that's in yeah, there. I'm really scared. Oh, God. <laughs> Midnight Run 2. Which you didn't even know that was a thing. That's a thing. 
So that's okay, I guess. With Christopher McDonald replacing De Niro. Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, Ali, did you see that picture of hot King Triton that EM sent you? Oh, yes. Yes, okay, I did. Good. I'm happy. That wow. was a gift. That was a gift for you. For he your comeback. He is still my number one. I still love him. Sometimes I look at the picture I have on my phone from seeing him in person at Disney wow. World. And it honestly, like... There's no day that doesn't get made better by that picture. I'm really happy you have that in your life. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, what else? There is a Fright Night sequel <laughs> to the remake in 2011. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that. So the the remake with the hot um, Colin Farrell yeah. has a direct-to-video sequel. So we could, we could talk about some more hot vampires, and I know how much that uh, means to everyone in this room. Okay. Yes, yes. Not right this second, necessarily, but we can. Absolutely. Yes, please. Let's take a break from Hot Vampires because it's not great. It's really bad, and I'd just rather watch a good movie next. (laughs) (laughs) Let's watch a good movie next. Let's see if we can find something, hopefully. Listeners, we're trying to find the best direct-to-video sequel. Uh, Curse of Chucky, high quality, but then someone sold us Universal Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Regeneration was going to be it. It's not it. So let's try again. What okay. was the last good movie that we saw? I, I think Tremors. Hmm. Tremors. Yeah, probably Tremors. Probably Tremors, yeah. And I still don't think Poison Ivy 2 was that bad. Oh, no, I didn't. I had a great time with that episode. The movie was bad, though. But yeah. But the episode yeah. was fun, so I didn't want to kill myself. So maybe, maybe we have to go back to um, maybe something, you know, light. Something animated. Who knows? But if you're listening, go ahead and tweet at us and tell us the best direct-to-video sequel to watch next. Get us through this. We're in a we're in a downward spiral right now. We need your help. <laughs> we need to get back up because we took a, <laughs> we took too long a break. That's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much, and be sure to follow us on all of the social medias. I'm the baddest man. Times that you knock on wood, candy bear hooks, I terrorize your hood, flashing max on the cop the way a gangster should, I snatch food on the mouth of a tiger, take a gasoline bath, then I walk through fire, bear hug a grizzly, suck milk from a titty, take the sergeant hat from his head and use it for a frisbee, spit in the crocodile face, have a menage age five or two female apes. Sleep in the battle of butcher knives. I drink honey straight from the beehive. Was he jumping off the Empire State? But naked, rollerblading across the Golden Gate. But naked, with the baddest man alive, and I don't plan to die. When the grill people come, I look all right in his eye. I bust up in the face of the witch of the east. Tell a great white shark to go and brush his teeth. <laughs> I'm the man who stole the Golden Fleece, and I date rape beauty right in front of the beast. The baddest man alive And I don't plan to die